the 243 years. I did. I, I lost because you because the wars have been brought around, uh, and all these years, uh, the feuds and the uh, wars and, and and all the problems we've had with one another, usually have been in the name of religion, of one kind of religion or another, not just uh, over ideology. It's generally been you know religion against religion, or over a religious question. Uh, I don't know if I'm wrong there or not, but that's uh, that's what I believe. Well, there rarely have been the conflicts when religion hasn't been brought into it. Certainly the Nazis, uh, you know, proclaimed uh, that what they were doing was uh, God's will, and they uh, bandied about the name of God all during the uh, Second World War. And um, indeed, the Catholic Church never excommunicated Hitler, so evidently, the, uh, either by their silence or through some other uh, device, whether it was the Concordat or however else, uh, they had at least the um, the hint of approval by the Vatican for what they were doing. So, yeah, uh, well, you know, the reading that I've done uh, from just a young man till the present, as far as I can determine, uh, as I said, it's only a very rough estimate or a guess, but I believe, uh, as the experts write it, uh, as far as peace has been uh, known as we know it, there's been something like uh, 240 some years of recorded peace where there weren't any great battles or wars going yeah. on uh, due to a, a religious conflict of one yeah. type or another. Well, it's not a good batting average. It certainly isn't. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just speechless that, that uh, to me, religious, uh, the, the religions, all religions, make about as much sense as uh, a psychiatrist trying to tell me what's inside of my mind or... Uh, well, we just had a woman who's telling me what's inside my mind, yeah, and I knew exactly where she's coming from, and I was fairly certain that I remembered that verse, and it turns out I was right. And, you know, again, that let's use our religion to justify our prejudice, and that's exactly what she was doing and suggesting that somehow, because uh, I'm one of those terrible perverts of whom she doesn't approve, <laughs> that therefore that's why I don't believe in God. And the fact is that has nothing to do with it. Uh, the whole concept of God and all the silly stuff in the Bible uh, has meant nothing to me for over 25 years now, and it never will. Uh, and she just can't accept that. Well, Neil, I, I think I've joined your thinking, your reasoning, probably probably about the same age, maybe a little younger. Yeah. Uh, I investigated a lot of them. I looked them over, and I, you know, I tried some. I jumped around, and uh, it, the more I looked, uh, the more confused I got. And it just it finally came right down to the bottom line. It didn't make any sense to me. It made about as probably as much sense as politicians which makes no sense. Yeah, well, all you have to do anytime you have any doubts is think about the people who wrote this stuff and think about their level of intelligence and sophistication, and then you realize how embarrassing it is that there are people thousands of years later who are looking back to this stuff and, uh, you know, holding the book and reading it with all... I mean, it's embarrassing. It's just downright pathetic. It, it's, it, seems, it seems to me very tragic and very sad that... that uh, I know it'll never happen, and I'm probably, you know, smoking a pipe dream of some kind, but it really is sad that we can't... Uh, put all that aside, religious and all this religious business, and even ideologies, really. And uh, if you want to go a step further, you can start eliminating state lines and borders and boundaries between countries. Oh, now you're getting dangerous. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting off the All end the right-wingers will start thinking about that one-world government, boy. They'll start... No, no, I'm not even boy, thinking about let maybe we do without weekend. a government of any kind. You know, let's just all, let's just, just all you know, uh, do, uh, do on ourselves and not bother the other guy and, and that sort of thing, you know. But, of course, I know that's never going to happen, but uh, it's something to think about. But it's just sad that uh, we're going in the direction we're going, and it just uh, seems, you know, the Middle East is a good example. And we, pro we probably got thousands of examples, I guess, if we wanted to talk about them. But uh, I agree with you tonight. Uh, 
you know, I agree with your your position. I'm certainly in that corner. Uh, you're, not, you're not alone. Okay. <laughs> you're spreading the word, and it sounds good to me. Okay, appreciate hearing from you. Good night, sir. 1028 at WINZ. We have an open line, and it's in Dade, 624-0191. 624-0191. And that lady, boy, I tell you, she's another one. Every once in a while, we get one of these calls that you couldn't buy for a lot of money. If you tried to set it up, you couldn't buy it. And she's so perfect because you just know, and I knew why she didn't want to say it because it would have been embarrassing, but uh, she just doesn't want to come right out and express her prejudice in words. But here, on the one hand, she's putting down organized religion, but she just believes in God. Then she starts quoting from the book that is part and parcel of one of the organized religions. So figure that out, right? So it's only convenient when we can use it to justify our prejudice. South Dade, hello. Is that me? That's you. Uh, I'm enjoying your program, Neil, and I agree with you 100%. I think you're right on target. Uh... I have an answer for the man that called uh, earlier about uh, Adam and Eve, and if I remember correctly, um, he was supposedly have lived uh, 900 years. Yes. Had many wives and uh, many children, and as far as uh, where he got the wife, he went east of Eden, and I believe that's somewhere... East of Ogis? No, that's west of Savannah, Georgia. Okay. And uh, well, I wonder if that's uh, near Aintree. Well, if he was to go <laughs> east of Eden, he would have to be in Savannah. So therefore, it would most likely be in Savannah, Georgia, that he got his wife. If I remember correctly. <clears throat> well, as a matter of fact, it says right here in, in Genesis, chapter three, verse twenty-three. Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out, and at the, at the east of the Garden of Eden he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword, which turned every direction to guard the way of the, to the tree of life. Uh-huh. Now the man had relations with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain, and she said, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. Uh-huh. No, they believed in incest back in those days. And again, had... and again she gave birth to his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of flocks, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. All right. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Uh-huh. Another clay pigeon. Exactly. Well, that is if uh, Adam existed, which uh, I have trouble believing. Um... <laughs> uh, what I would like to comment on is that young man that uh, killed his grandmother. I don't think that he was a religious fanatic as far as uh, Jesus or or the Bible. I think he was more or less into devil worship, and uh, he was trying to uh, be his own exorcist, or he was trying to fight his uh, hallucinations, and uh, she just uh, interfered or something, and... and uh, he portrayed her as a devil. That, that's my uh, own opinion. You know, I'm sitting here reading this, and I must confess to you that uh, even though I've read all of this twice before and parts of it many, many times over, uh, that is a very good question, and I don't buy this business about all the sisters because there's nothing here about any sisters. And continuing in Genesis 4, after Cain s- slew Abel, um... It said, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden, right. and ran into James Dean. That and, was uh, Savannah, Georgia. And Cain had relations with his wife, 
And she conceived and gave birth to Enoch, and he built a city and called the name of the city Enoch after the name of his son. Uh, there's nothing there that says anything about who this wife was or where she came from. Yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, that's part of the sexism of the Old uh, Testament. Uh, you know, the women weren't all that important anyway, so why bother to document it? Right, but you remember in that po portion of the Bible, uh, Enoch beget so-and-so uh, and so-and-so -and -so beget so-and-so. Oh, yeah, well, that begetting starts right in here, boy. They're just begetting like crazy here. It's right after that. And they were seven, eight hundred, nine hundred years old, and they were still begetting, which is really uh, very interesting. Yeah, and I, I, I uh, asked a minister or a priest, I don't remember what it was I asked. Uh, I think I've asked several different religions how they, uh, how uh, did uh, Abel uh, or Cain find his wife, you know, and, and none of them could answer that question. Yeah. And it's... Uh, well, I understand that is the first question his wife asked was, was Cain Abel? Yeah. <laughs> and most of the... Uh, <laughs> Most and evidently he was, because they were really doing it. Yeah. Most of the uh, religious men that I found are not scholars on religion. They they are strictly taught just enough to uh, collect the money and uh, run the church. They're more uh, business majors than anything. And uh, being true uh, uh, students of theology, uh, theology is uh, not their uh, particular... Trait, I don't think, and um, that's my belief. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thank you for uh, taking your time with me. You have a good night. All right. Good night. Twenty-seven before eleven at WINZ, an open line in Dade at six two four zero one nine one. Let's go to Pembroke Pines. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to. Uh, not, it's not the reason I called, but I'm going to mention now. But I recall that I had asked the same question of a rabbi some years ago about uh, the women that weren't mentioned. And yeah. that's the reason that, uh, that that's actually the fact, that they didn't mention women in the Bible. So when uh, Cain went to the land of Nod uh, and begot himself a wife, it was just another birth that took place that wasn't mentioned. Because yeah, well, that, I guess that's where sexism really started, right? I mean, talk about barefoot and pregnant, that's about all there was. Yeah, well, that's, that's the story on that. But the reason I called... Uh, just to get off religion a little minute, uh, because I experienced a couple of things in my life, you know, that had nothing to do with religion, but what couldn't be explained by ordinary means. And I'd like to share one with you if, if you wanted to hear it. All right. Okay. Uh, there was a book written about two years before uh, Robert Kennedy was assassinated. It was a book on, it was a, a series of short stories, and uh, in the book, it was, uh, one of the short stories was a dream, presumably, that Robert Kennedy was having. And this is when he was attorney general of his brother. And uh, in a dream, he was in a kitchen, and uh, there were loud noises of pots and pans, and uh, planes were flying overhead, mm -hmm. and Arabic names were being called out. And uh, I was really interested, because I, I was a book dealer at the time, a book wholesaler. And I held on to the book uh, for no good reason. I just happened to remember it. And after Robert Kennedy was assassinated, I remembered the book, and I went back and I looked at it again. And uh, the Arab name I had made an inquiry about, and it was the father of Sahan Sahan in translation. And then I called the New York Times, and I mentioned it to them, and they said they knew about the book, and they knew about the, uh, the uh, strange coincidence between the book and what happened to Robert Kennedy, and they did have a little blurb on it, and that's as far as it went.
So when you know you talk about stuff like that, it's nothing to do with religion, of course. Yeah, no, it's just bizarre. It's bizarre, yeah. and it's it seems to be more than just coincidence. And you really can't explain something like that. You know, when you read stuff that relates to events that really happen and it comes out of work of fiction and so forth. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so that's the kind of thing that makes you wonder that there's something more than what we know about. And you can call it anything you want. You can call it God or anything. And I, I sort of feel that, in my own personal beliefs, I don't really feel about religion anything. I don't feel anything about God either, what he should represent or what we should expect of him, etc., etc. And prayers mean nothing to me either. But then you begin to wonder about what's going on in the world and all the stuff you don't understand and all the things that come up about the future that an ordinary person could never comprehend. And yet, just through pure accident, you get an event that a writer uh, portrays something in a work of fiction, and there it comes up uh, that it's... it's yeah, well, you know, there are a lot of strange coincidences that happen, and we... Uh, because of our nature, I guess, we like to try to make a lot more out of some things than really is there. And I know I've had some bizarre experiences, some of which I've talked about on the air. And uh, I guess I make a lot more out of them as well, because that's just our nature. Well, no, this, this is more than a coincidence, Dale. If you really think clearly about it, uh, you could say somebody's going to be assassinated and make a, a general prediction like we do. You know, some of these people that you see in a paper, like Gene Dixon, where they, they'll people believe in that stuff and I don't. But here you have an innocent person whose intention was not to make a prediction. And yet he comes up with with the answers, particularly the name of Sir Han's father, which is really interesting. Yeah. And then uh, the other event, which I'm sure you know about, is the, uh, the tie-in between uh, John Kennedy's assassination and Lincoln. You must have heard about that. In what respect? Well, Johnson was the vice president in both cases. Oh, yeah. Well, but again, you know... And then, well, yeah. how about that? I know. Well, if you know, then you, then I don't have to say it. Do you want to say well, it? Well, you can say it for the audience, but, I mean, I've heard all of that. And, again, there are a lot of uh, things that, that occur, uh, you know, just as coincidence, and we can make a lot out of them. Well, do you know what I'm referring to about uh, Kennedy and Lincoln? Well, there were a whole series of those things, right? Andrew Johnson was the vice president of Lincoln. Lyndon Johnson was the vice president of Kennedy. And then there were several more, which if you want, you can go down the list. Well, can I just mention one other thing about it? Yeah. This is interesting. And I'm not trying to prove anything about it. just like to share it with you. Uh, where Lee Harvey Oswald apparently ran to a book depository. Right? To, uh, I'm sorry. It was the opposite. Uh, Oswald... Uh, was in a book depository, ran to a theater to hide, mm -hmm. and then uh, Wilkes Booth uh, was in a theater and ran to a book depository, like a mirror image yeah. of what happened, which is really interesting to, uh, to consider. And uh, so those are two things that I can remember. Yeah, there were, there were, there... With God, but yet it makes you wonder whether there's something that is out there, you know, a paraphrase what I mean, and uh, stuff that is sort of Superhuman, or, or, or another phrase to, to explain it would be like uh, extra, uh, I don't know, use the word, whatever word you want to use, which would, which would sort of portray that uh, it, it wouldn't be explained by ordinary scientific means, you know? Yeah. So that's it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. 21 before 11 at WINZ, we have an open line uh, in Broward, 764 0707 Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. 
Yes, sir. Uh, did you see the uh, Miami News today on page 2A? That little article about priest faces further punishment. U.S. priest barred from teaching theology. Well, I, uh, I read the editorial in the Herald about that at the beginning of the program. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't this, uh, the man hasn't got a chance to uh, express his own views? Yeah, this is a father... is really pounding on him? Father I mean, Curran, uh, This yeah. is very dictatorial, at the least. Yes, sir. Let's go to uh, Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes. Oh, uh, Neil, I, I just want to go over a couple of things with you. I can barely hear this call. Pardon? Hello? Give me some level on this. Yes, go ahead. Uh, okay, uh... Uh, not trying to debate religion uh, with you because that's uh, that's something I would never do with a, with an atheist. Uh, I'm not an atheist, sir. Hello. I'm not. Let me say it again. I am not an atheist. I am an agnostic. I don't have any answers, and I don't pretend to have any answers. Okay. Yeah, but you're, you're criticizing those who uh, proclaim to have answers. That's correct. Okay. So uh, that puts you in a position of one who. Uh, must be positive that there there is no God. No, I just don't think you got the answers. I think everything is a lot of mumbo-jumbo and a lot of superstition and a lot of nonsense, and I don't agree that you've got the answers. That doesn't mean that I have, but I don't think that yours are the answers. Okay, uh, hello. I'm here. Okay, uh, let me go over uh, one item. Uh, about a year ago, uh, Madam O'Hara was on with you, and uh, she was uh, soliciting fun, and uh, you were going to contribute to her... Uh, uh, her fund. I can't recall. What no, you... sir, I don't contribute to her fund. I've never contributed a dime to the American Atheists. Well, there, well there, that's what you, you told me because she told you, uh, you know, right over the head. I have the tape. Yeah. She was uh, doing something. I can't recall what it was, but you were going to contribute whether you lied to her or not. No, sir, I didn't lie to her, and I don't recall the uh, circumstances. We do give the number out and the address out on the air so that people who want to can uh, contribute to the American Atheist Center, but I've never contributed a penny to it. Okay, but as I review the tape, I, I, I hear you uh, constantly uh, giving her the honor, the same as I would give the Pope an honor. So, in fact... Well, wait, wait a minute, what do you mean by giving her an honor? What is it? You know, if you want to have an intelligent discussion, let's discuss fact. Let's not start telling me that I lied on the air and you've got a tape of it and I'm giving her an honor. What are you talking about? I don't worship Madeleine O'Hare. She is a mortal human being uh, who I believe has got a lot of guts and who makes a lot of sense most most of the time. What does that prove? Uh, well, I, uh, well, I would say that's uh, uh, you. You believe in her the same as uh, no, sir. I don't believe in her. I don't worship her. I don't. I have any religion based upon her. She is an intelligent human being who has something to offer, just as many of the other guests we have on this program who are intelligent. We have them back frequently. Bill Cosford's going to be here to talk about movies tomorrow, but I don't worship him and I don't pray at his altar and I have no religion based on his philosophy. Uh, okay, well, uh, that's your opinion. No, sir, it's not an opinion. It's a matter of fact. Uh, what are, it can't be fact if you say that you were going to contribute to her. Uh, to sir, I'm going to say it to you one more time. If you repeat that again, I'm going to move on. If you've really got something to say... Uh, go and move on, but in the meantime, I have the tape and your voice on it. Sir, so... let, me, let me say this to you. Take the tape and put it where the moon don't shine. It's 17 before 11 at WYNZ. I love the tone of the voice of these good believers. It happens every time we do this show, and they want to get into this, uh, you know, kind of arrogant thing, us against them, and you got... I don't have any answers. I'm as... On this subject, I'm as humble as can be because I don't know anything, okay? I don't proclaim to have the answers. The only thing I do know is that those of you who do claim to have the answers are full of you-know-what. And I wish I could say it on the air, but I can't. But you're full of it. It's coming out of your ears. It's oozing from every pore in your body. 
and we've heard from a couple of good ones here tonight. The lady who just wouldn't say it. I asked her 68 times to say it on the air, which chapter she was talking about, what, he said, what it said, and I had to run in the other room and schlep the Bible out here to read it on the air because she didn't have the guts to say it on the air. And then I've got this guy who's got the tape. He's got the tape. I think he's got the tape worm is what he's got. We have two open lines. They're both in uh, exactly, that's exactly what it is, both in Dade County, 624-0191. 624-0191. Let's go to Dania. Hello. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. This is Bud from Dania? Yes, sir. Okay. Am I, on, am I talking to Neil? Yes. Okay, Neil, I'm going to tell you something. About 200 feet from where I'm standing right now with a phone. Yeah. I got run over by a bicycle, a pickup truck. Ran over me, drug me across the sidewalk. Wait, wait a minute. You got you got run over by a bicycle pickup truck? No, no. I'm on a bicycle. I'm I on see. the sidewalk. Okay. And the truck come down the driveway, hit me, took me out in the street, made a right-hand turn, headed towards Miami on Federal Highway here in Dania. Yes. Tore me up, busted my bicycle up, and all I could hear was people saying, hey, there's a man under your truck. Neil, I never said God. I never said, oh, my God. I never said nothing. You know what I said to myself? I'm dead. That's it. And I'm going to tell you something else. If somebody's dead for five years, comes back and says, bud, I'm going to, now I'm scared. Okay, Neil? Okay. That's it. All right. Hey, bye. 1045 at WINZ. We have an open line in Broward, 764-0707. We have had, regardless of what happens, we've had a lot of good calls here tonight. You know, it's easy to forget about the good ones, isn't it? Very easy, but trust me, I have a good memory. We have had a significant number of really good calls tonight. I want to tell you right now about the Continental Hotel. It is fully approved and licensed by the state of Florida as an ACLF. That means it's an adult congregate living facility, and at the Continental, they provide residents full supervision, all the conveniences of home in a super supportive environment. The Continental staff includes staff physician, registered nurse, consultant, CPR, dietitian, social director, and they do an excellent job of providing a wide variety of programs to accommodate the needs of all the folks who live there. And I do want to invite you to come by and see their facilities and see me as well next Thursday, August 28th, from 10.30 in the morning till 12.30. I'll be there at the Continental just to, to say hi, and also if you want to see the facilities, the folks there will be delighted to show them to you at uh, the Continental Hotel, 4000 Collins Avenue, Miami Beach. Don't forget, I'll look for you next Thursday, August 28th, from 10.30 in the morning till 12.30. A message in the public interest. On Thursday, September 11th, the federal government is auctioning off a 77-acre tract in Broward County at 9900 West State Road 84 and Knob Hill Road, just west of Pine Island Plaza Shopping Center. The land is presently being used as a monitoring station for the FCC. The bid deposit required for registration is $100,000 in the form of a cashier's or certified check endorsable to General Services Administration. The auction will be held at the site on State Road 84 at Knob Hill Road at 11 a.m. Thursday, September 11th. For an appointment to inspect the property, please contact General Services Administration Real Property Disposal Division, Atlanta, Georgia. Call area code 404-331-2711. 
A message in the public interest from 94 News wins. California's WINZ. 1047 at WINZ. Neil Rogers here until midnight. Don't forget, right back tomorrow morning as every Saturday from 10 to 2. And my guest tomorrow morning will be Bill Cosford of the Miami Herald. And uh, Bill has always got a lot to say. I enjoy having him on the show, and I know you do too. Let's go to Hollywood. Hello. Hello? Yes. In Genesis chapter 5, it says, And the days of Adam after he begot Seth was 800 years, and he begot sons and daughters. So he came married his sister. Well, that's right. Chapter 5, verse 4. Well, it's easy to forget that in those days uh, they were still begetting when they were six, seven, eight hundred years old. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Although I, um, I don't know, because it, you, you see the chronology is wrong there. That's the problem. The problem is that in the previous chapter, in chapter four, um, Cain had already slew Abel. Cain had already slew Abel? I don't think that's correct. It, Clay... Cain had already uh, slown. <laughs> See, when you get into that old-fangled language, it's very difficult to be grammatically correct. And on this show, who cares anyway, right? But anyway, he already killed his uh, brother, and he said, Am I my brother's keeper? Get lost, you know. And um, this all, it all precedes it, because it goes on about Cain uh, went out into the land of Nod, east of Eden, and ran into Liz Taylor out there, and then he uh, knew his wife, and she conceived, and all of that good stuff. And uh, this other is later on. Now... I will grant you that it all kind of uh, jumbles in together because it says, This is the book of the generations of Adam in chapter 5. In the day that God created man in the likeness of God, made he him. Male and female created he them, and he blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. That's after a hundred and thirty and the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years. See, it, that doesn't make any sense, because it's like hundreds of years later that they were begetting these daughters. So who was that masked woman in the land of Nod? That's uh, still a pretty good question. Okay, let's go to Hialeah. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. How are you? Great. Uh, I tuned in late on your program. Uh-huh. I don't know what your format is, I mean, for the last... What I've been hearing while I'm holding is about the Bible. But uh, what I want to ask you is, uh, did you know Bill Calder is uh, joining the WIO? Yeah, I sure do. Oh, well, I didn't know whether... uh, Did someone call you and tell you, or did you... No, I speak to him every day, so if I don't know, I guess nobody else does. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, Okay, then I just wanted to be sure and let you... I mean, you know, I should have known you would have known it. Okay. Okay, good night. Thank you. Fort Lauderdale, hello. How you doing? Good. Uh, that guy who was talking about, you know, there must be something supernatural about that uh, Lincoln and Kennedy coincidence and all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's called probability, and <laughs> which is why I'm an atheist. You're an agnostic, but I go the whole route. Uh, the, the probability is, given enough time, anything can happen. True. So any coincidence can happen. Absolutely. Now, these guys, you know, they have such small minds. They can't think there's been billions of people living on this earth amongst other creatures. And uh, why shouldn't two people named uh, Kennedy and Lincoln have something uh, even, you know, as ephemeral as that in common? Well, I'll give you an example. Last night I was joking about the vending machines in our kitchen here at WINZ, and I went through a you know, 25-minute uh, 
bit on it, and about the third call was a young man who had installed the previous vending machines. Now, this is an area of, what, three, three and a half, four million people. What are the odds yeah, that's of right. my hearing from the guy who installed the vending machine? You know, one in three million. Uh, it's amazing. It really is. But it's not so amazing if you understand the laws of problem. I mean, you, you must play poker once in a while. Right? No. No, so, I, I uh, stick you know, to the uh, What's the odds of getting a straight flush, like 100,000 to one or something like that? But you don't have to play 100,000 hands to get the straight flush. I've had several of them in my life, and I don't think I've played 100,000 hands of poker. Uh, you know, I mean, or, or uh, several hundred thousand. You know, I mean, uh, people just don't understand the mathematics of how the universe works. What are the odds of winning the New York State Lottery? Yeah, and but yet, somebody does. And there are winners every day, every week. Yeah, somebody does. So, uh, of course, they'd probably be better off with the illegal numbers racket, but um, I think their odds are better. Uh, <laughs> but somebody wins that too, right? I'm not touching that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I enjoy these programs on religion. Cause it's nice to hear somebody who is not such a damn slave to conformity. Well, well I that, that's... I that once. Remember I talked to you about where's the liberal press? Yeah. Remember I, I asked you that question once on a year? Uh, you know, uh, where are the people who think... You know, there's so few of them around. I'm well, glad we, Bill Calder got another job on the radio. You know, I mean, uh, you were a voice in the wilderness. Now you got at least one more guy in a different space. Right. So, uh, anyhow, I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh, lay that one on about probability. I mean, a guy is still wandering around in the, in the fog of his mind. He can't figure out how to could be a coincidence like that. Okay. Okay, take S care. See you later. Seven minutes before 11 at WINZ, and I guess I should repeat that at the beginning of the program I talked about the editorial in the Herald this morning, Vatican Challenge, and about the disgraceful behavior of the Vatican and the way they keep trying to suppress any kind of dissenting opinion and the trying to persecute any uh, priests, uh, anyone who would, uh, within the church, try to uh, suggest that there might be alternative philosophies on abortion or on birth control, anything. And uh, we also talked about the fact that so many people, millions of them, the majority of people on the face of the earth, I guess billions of them, are slaves, as the last caller said, to superstition and foolishness. And I don't care if you have an IQ of uh, 800, and I don't know anybody who does, but if you did, it makes no difference because that, that it doesn't relate to anything other than a, than a statistic, a meaningless statistic. And your intelligence is only as meaningful as what good use you put it to. You can have the intelligence of an Albert Einstein, and unless you put it to good use, what does it mean? You can be a Dr. Edward Teller and have a high IQ, and I'm sure he did, but uh, heaven help us, right? Let's go to uh, Southwest Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes. Mr. Rogers. Yes, sir. I got a little sore throat this evening. Anyway, first-time caller. Good. I wanted to ask you something about it in regards to religion here that you're talking about. As far as American idiots concerned, did they have uh, churches and religions? Well, they had religions. I don't know. I don't think they had churches. They had... Um, you know, they had, they had places where that they erected that they went to uh, conduct their ceremonies. They had very elaborate religious ceremonies, but they sure had religions, you bet. Oh, I thought they just worshipped the sun, the moon, the rain, things like that. Well, well, yeah, but those were still religions. Oh, oh. Well, I, I can't go back any further than that because my knowledge, won't, uh, I'm not interested in anything further than that. I was just wondering what, what would happen if we all lived as the Indians did and just, you know... Uh, lived up to what we thought, not to what they... But, well, but that's, see, that's a good example. You must remember, they worshipped those things which they didn't understand, but at least were tangible. In other words, the sun was the god of the daytime, and the moon was the god of the nighttime. That's what I was trying to say. Right. There's a better way, you know? Right. Why do we have to uh, 
as these people do. I'm not a religious person at all, but they, they look up to a statue or they look to a Bible, as they call it. Nobody wrote, knows who wrote the Bible. Right. You know what I mean? So, well, you know, the, the best bet is that they were very primitive uh, early people who, uh, who didn't know anything about nature, didn't know anything about science, uh, you know, were very, very superstitious every time it rained. You know, I don't, I don't know, you're calling from uh, Dade, but I know in Broward a couple of nights ago it, there was a lightning, and, <laughs> a lightning and thunderstorm that was so fierce, I haven't seen anything like it in many years except maybe out in the Midwest back in Omaha. Yeah. And you can imagine if the people in the days uh, of biblical times who wrote this garbage, if those people had seen that kind of a storm, you can imagine the message that they were getting that God was furious about something. You're right about am that. I, am I right? Because they had no concept. They didn't have Weaver the Weatherman. They had nothing to go by. No, well, I, I, I admire what the American Indians worship. That's the way I look at it, you know? Well, the Aztecs, as I recall, uh, worship the sun. I, they worship the, the sun god. And I grant you, there was nothing wrong with that because the sun was tangible and they saw that it gave life and that it was directly related to plants growing, and that uh, it was necessary to, to perpetuate life. At least there was something rational about that, so I agree. I, we, they deserve credit. That's what I figured. And one more thing. I, I listen to you quite a bit, and about eight thirty, nine o'clock, there is another radio station that overlaps yours. It's a Spanish-speaking station. Yeah, from Cuba. Yeah, well, is that what it is? That's our good friend Fidel, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Okay, we're almost at the end of this hour. If you're on hold, stick around. We've got a couple of lines open. If you'd like to join us in the last hour, one in Dade at 624-0191 and one in Broward at 764-0707. We've had a lot of interesting calls from non-believers tonight. Um, on the believing side, not too heavy. The best caller was the young man who said that he was a believer, but um, see, it was about an hour, hour and a half ago. He was an excellent caller, and he wasn't argumentative, and he made a lot of sense, and he was rational and reasonable, and uh, we didn't get into an argument. But then, of course, we had to have the lady who went on at great length and uh, wouldn't uh, spill the beans on the air, and we had to look up her uh, prejudice in the, in the Bible. And then the uh, man, of course, who's sitting out there listening to the tapes. It's like Watergate all over again. We'll probably be releasing transcripts of those tapes, and who knows what I said to Madeline about donating to the American Atheist Center or whatever she was doing, but uh, trust me, I must have, uh, must have had a change of heart or maybe I was, uh, had a bad day at the track that week or something, because I can assure you I have never donated a dime. And I'm not saying that to be proud of it, because uh, I respect the American Atheist Center. And there are a handful of organizations in this country, thank goodness for them, and that's one of them, because they are vigorous defenders of, uh, uh, of the Bill of Rights, vigorous defenders of separation of church and state, and this new, uh, you know, the new thing now is to suggest that there's no such thing as separation of church and state. That's very popular among the religious right fanatics, to uh, suggest that there was never any such concept, in spite of the fact that it was engraved practically in gold by Jefferson and Payne, but we're not supposed to believe that. Okay, we have one line open in Broward at 764-0707. Chris Douglas is back with those local and area news headlines. And then we'll go to CBS for the latest world and national news at the top of the hour. And then we'll get to your calls in the final hour from 11.06 till midnight. Ira Fistel coming up on Fun Night from Talk Radio at midnight. But right now it's news time. It's 10.59 at WINZ. Good evening. I'm Chris Douglas. And from the 94 Newsroom, here's what's happening. An 18-year-old boy put down his Bible, picked up a kitchen knife, and stabbed his grandmother to death early today, explaining to police that she is Lucifer. Alejandro Martinez, 18, was arrested at the home he shared with his mother and grandparents and is jailed without bond on first-degree murder charges. 
A 41-year-old Brazilian man remains in the Dade County Jail tonight. Pedro Bedano was arrested last night by the FBI and Metro Police after he chased and allegedly hit a flight attendant aboard a Pan Am flight from Los Angeles to Miami. The man was reportedly drunk on alcohol he brought aboard the plane himself. The president of Eastern Airlines Machinist Union has challenged Congress to investigate the handling of the Miami-based carrier's sale to Texas Air Corporation without a stockholder vote. Machinist Union President Charles Bryan called the deal unethical, un-American, and illegal. The men West Palm Beach millionaire Robert Spearman allegedly paid $20,000 to kill his wife are in Palm Beach County Jail tonight. They arrived today from Tennessee to face charges in the death of Anita Spearman, a former West Palm Beach assistant city manager. Winds weather, scattered showers tonight with a low of 76. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine with just a widely scattered shower or thunderstorm expected and a high near 92 degrees. Currently in South Florida, 84 degrees in Miami, 82 degrees in Miami Beach, 83 degrees in Fort Lauderdale. Alabrera's traffic reports make rush hour hassles a lot less hectic. Drive with us mornings and afternoons. 94 News wins. W-I-N-Z, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. 11 o'clock. CBS News, I'm Jim Ascendio. 34 air traffic controllers in California have been pulled from their radar screens while they're being investigated for alleged off-duty drug abuse. The Federal Aviation Administration says the controllers who are assigned to the Los Angeles Air Route Traffic Control Center are suspected of using hashish and cocaine during their off-duty hours. Don Early manages the center. Aviation safety is what FAA is all about. And air traffic controllers play an integral part in maintaining the integrity of that safety. And those who have come to the surface as a result of this investigation are being worked with, and we're going to deal with that particular problem. The probe reportedly began when Los Angeles County sheriffs raided a party attended by the controllers a month ago. So far, none of the controllers has been arrested. More after this. Federal officials are calling it the third largest U.S. heroin bust ever. Authorities say the ring they broke up in New York City has sold $450,000 worth of heroin a week since 1975. Robert Stutman heads the Federal Drug Enforcement Administration office in New York City. He says the ring operated primarily in the New York area, but also did business in Puerto Rico and Connecticut. Approximately 70 pounds of what appears to be pure heroin was seized. The street value of the heroin is fairly conservatively about a million dollars a pound. Uh, in addition to that, a large number of operating materials for mills of heroin, as well as cocaine crack operations were also seized, as well as a large number of furs, some rather ostentatious jewelry, uh, and some cash was also seized from various defendants. 18 people have been arrested, more are being sought. Not since 1815, when the British did it, has New York Harbor been under a blockade. But that's what's happening tonight as Coast Guard ships and New York City police boats continue their random searches of pleasure craft and fishing vessels in a crackdown on drug smugglers. Ninety vessels have been boarded and searched so far, but no narcotics have been found. Coast Guard officials, however, say the purpose of Operation Glass Eye is as much to send a message to drug traffickers as to actually find and confiscate illegal drugs. The United Auto Workers Union and Deere & Company, the farm equipment maker, continue bargaining at this hour to avert a strike tonight. Herb Tricks of CBS radio affiliate WHBF in Rock Island, Illinois, reports from Moline. The second contract extension for the two sides expires at midnight central time, and negotiators have been working near Deere headquarters in Moline steadily for the last two weeks, trying to forge a new contract. So far, though, the only information they've released is that they're still meeting. 
The UAW has said its goals this year are higher wages, job security, and a shorter work week. Yesterday, local union leaders began preparing picket duty lists and have even dusted off signs left over from a brief strike three years ago. The talks affect nearly 14,000 workers for the farm equipment manufacturer, plus about 9,000 now on layoff. Herb Tricks for CBS News, Moline, Illinois. An American-supplied helicopter has crashed in eastern El Salvador. Reports say one Salvadoran soldier was hurt. It was the second military chopper to go down in the combat zone in a week. Mechanical problems were blamed for the accident. Last week, in another Salvadoran army helicopter crashed, killing four soldiers. Now this. Doctors at Pittsburgh's Presbyterian University Hospital are just now releasing word about a heart transplant operation that took place back in July. The identity of the male patient and details were withheld at the request of the family. The man received a Jarvik 7, me Jarvik 7 mechanical heart July 30th. It was replaced with a human heart August 11th when a donor was located. Jim Asandio, CBS News. Let's get back to Neil Rogers on 94 News Winds. To call the King of South Florida Talk, dial in Broward 764-0707. In Dade, 624-0191. And now, here's Neil. And if men have a quarrel and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist and he does not die but remains in bed... If he gets up and walks around outside on his staff, then he who struck him shall go unpunished. He shall pay only for his loss of time and shall take care of him until he is completely healed. And if a man strikes his male or female slave with a rod and he dies at his hand, he shall be punished. If, however, he survives a day or two, no vengeance shall be taken, for he is his property. Now that's all hard. Isn't that good? If he survives a day or two, a couple of hours more or less, who's counting? That God has got a sense of humor. Even George Burns would be embarrassed. A day or two? Have a little glass of tea? I mean, what are we talking about, huh? Get serious. Okay, it's 1107, something like that. 78, who's counting at WINZ? Let's go to Kendall. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I'm the youngest of a family of eight. And that family has married into various religions. And if you think that wasn't fun and games. Now then, something I wanted to add. I've made up my own religion. I believe that to be kind to people. Right. To help someone in need. Right. To... Be the best you can. Those are the things that mean something to me. But something I want to ask you, have you ever been to a funeral where they say now the departed will join her loved ones? Oh, yes. Well, what I want to know is, as I said, I'm the youngest of eight. I was 10 when my mother died. I was 18 when my father died. I had a sister die, an older sister die, a few days after she was born. I had a brother die. Uh, the rest of the family are all gone. Now, when I'm reunited with them, am I going to be the oldest or the youngest? 
Well, that's a good question. It's like asking how old were Adam and Eve when uh, God placed them on the world, uh, on the earth. I mean, obviously they were, you know, no age at all, but uh, they certainly weren't placed on the face of the earth as fetuses, were they? No. So what do I... Uh, I, I don't know. I, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't have any answers. I would hate to be, well, 40 years older than my mother. Okay, well, we'll think about it, but it's only a four-hour show, okay? Uh, Ten minutes past 11 at WINZ, and we have an open line and date at 624-0191. Let's go to Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Hi. Listen, I promise you I won't put you down, and I hope you won't put me down. I've uh, listened to you quite often, and I've often wanted to call you when you've had a program discussing religion. You made a statement. I'm not trying to follow the man's footsteps by any means, but uh, some time ago, it's been quite some time that I've been listening to you, but I think you made the statement was that, uh, that you could make the promise that if anything should ever happen to you, or if you was on a deathbed, so or such, that you would never call on God, is that right? Right. Okay. Well, I've had it happen. I've been mugged three different times and, uh, you know, thought I was moments away from death, and I never, ever dawned on me to uh, pray to God or to uh, call out his name. You know, if you don't believe something, it's pretty ridiculous to, uh, you know, start that late. I understand that. But um, I can I ask you something else? Sure. Have you lost members of your family? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't know enough about what you, I know that you just, is it that you're not exactly sure of what, or just don't believe? Period. I, I don't understand the question. I hesitate to answer when you. you I don't.